This week, we discuss why the Japanese need to learn English, be less sensitive about being called Chinese, and why people who die in fires need to be more sensitive to our parking needs. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello and welcome to another educational adventure here at the Fake Outrage Report. I am the very hungover Phil Causey, and with me as always is the browner and lesser hungover and better educated half of the show, Sandeep Sen. Why, thank you, Phil. Yes, you have a hungover voice. Is that, uh, is that I just get, got over a cold voice, or is that hungover voice? It's both, because I, earlier this week, I caught a cold. And I am not kidding. I've been vaxxed for months for COVID, but I seriously thought that I was one of like the eight people in America who managed to like get the new variant and it like made it through the vaccine. Like I went and got tested and I'm negative. Mm -hmm. I'm good. But the doctor there told me that like this summer strain of the common cold is like the most gnarly one that's happened in a very long period of time. So yeah, I I've had a this is the best I've felt in about five days. I've had a nasty sore throat most of the week, and I'm hungover. So you can hear both in my voice. It's the perfect storm of that deep, how you doing voice that I got going on right now. When you have bad colds, do you still work out? No, fuck no. I shut everything down. I don't even, I try not to think. It's me laying in my bed, probably playing video games or maybe doing some reading. I could try to do that. I don't know. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I, I don't, I shut it all down. Because that's, the thing is, when you're sick, your body's telling you like, hey, bro, you went a little hard. Take it down a notch. To take three, four days off. Yeah, I had a take really a bad cold this week too. We might have gotten it from the same place, but now yeah. I always dread. Like, okay, it was. I, I took a break for like four days, and I have to get back to it. And it's always, uh, it, you have to. That first workout is always the hardest. You know what? Here's the thing. Let me let me let me offer you some solace in your your worry here. Um, the thing is, is that if you work out enough, your body actually needs a little bit of extra rest. So sometimes that period when you start working out again, right after you took a week off, um, you actually develop more muscle mass quicker because your body actually got a little bit of extra rest, mm. you know? So you're good. You're good to go. Don't worry. You're, you're going to get your swell back on and everything's going to be fine, Sunday. All right, Phil. You're my, oh, good. You're my personal <laughs> trainer. Yo, I want to talk about one thing, too, before we start. I want to say, dude, New York City is fucking back. I don't know. I know we've been talking about, you know, around the city, there's people talking about, oh, is the city back? It's back, but it's not back. It's almost there. It might be there. I'm telling you, I, I did something that I don't normally do last night. I went out. I did like a like an out night. Because normally when we, you and I go out, Sandeep, it's just sort of, we're, we, we, one of us has a show, or maybe we're both on a show, or, you know, we're going to somebody's thing or whatever. I just went, I did, I did an out night. Went out for a birthday party for actually a former guest of the show, Chris Crespo. And... I lived in the Lower East Side for about five years of my life. And that neighborhood, for those of you who don't know New York City, it's known for being just total drunken debauchery. There's, I don't know what the number is, but I think there's something like 70 bars within like a 15 block radius. Like, it's just known for, by the way, if you're from out of town, you got to come to New York and get drunk in the Lower East Side. It'll be great. Um... And I, I have never seen that neighborhood so intense as I saw it last night. And I lived there for a long period of time. Like, this place, every single bar that we walked by, every single club, every single lounge, whatever it was, there were lines around the block to get into literally everywhere. So when we, we spent, like, an hour walking around in the rain, mind you, because the, that was the thing that blew my mind, was the rain usually in New York sh- kind of doesn't shut everything down, but it slows the city down. No one gave a fuck last night. Everyone was just walking around in the pouring rain, just out, out and about, going out, getting drunk, having fun. So it's back. 
New York's back. It's not better than ever, but it's almost there. I just want to say there's something about that. This is going to sound weird. There's a beauty in the level of drunk New York gets. Does that make sense? Uh, I guess it's in the high eye of the beholder. I guess it is. I, I, I guess I just forgotten how nice it was to just see that level of crazy. So I don't know. That's true. No, we haven't seen it in a long time. It's, so yeah, when you see I it. I saw no. two guys who, right before the stoplight in Delancey Street, which for those of you who don't know, that's like one of the main roads in lower Manhattan. Um, these guys, while waiting for the red light at Delancey Street, opened the doors and they both got out of their car, like driver and passenger, and they were dancing in the street. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's, I don't know. It was just, it's so great to see it. New York is back. Uh, that's not very important, though, is it? Let's take a minute to meet our guests, as we always do. Welcome to the show, Brett Raybold. I'm excited to be here. Thank I'm you excited to me. have you, actually. I, 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 oh, I want to talk about a bunch of shit. So right now, um, you, you did your hour special, like, right before the pandemic, right? Yeah, no, late it's called November. Brett Retires from Comedy. That's right. Brett Raybould Retires from Comedy. <laughs> Got the plug in, out of the gate. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> there we go. Just leaves. <laughs> um, and, that's, uh, and there's also a couple other things I wanted to talk about, too. You have another thing going on called Brett Coin. That's right. <laughs> Brettcoin.org is a, I turned myself into a cryptocurrency. I'm the world's first publicly traded comedian. <laughs> so you can now invest in my comedy career. If you yes. believe I'm going to be a successful comedian, you would be wise to purchase some Brettcoin. Now trading on Uniswap. <laughs> uh, if you're familiar with Uniswap. I'm not, but... I'm not familiar with any of this, but is any of this real? I can't, I can't it's even... 100% real. It's, yeah. a real uh, it's a real crypto that was developed uh, by... Uh, my development head is a uh, 17-year-old recent high school graduate who is uh, a fan of mine who... He reached out and was like, hey, he heard me on um, another podcast, and he was like, hey, can I just talk with you? And I was like, sure. And then I called him, and he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm talking to you. And I was like, you have no idea how available I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is not a hard person to get on the phone. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but I remember just, like, throwing the idea at him, and we were talking, and I was like, do you know how to develop that? Like, I don't know coding. And he was like, he goes, yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> And then so anyone can develop a, a, a cryptocurrency. You anyone. have to have probably some technical capabilities, which to me exhibits the gap in talent, technological talent between my generation and his. Yeah. Because I look at like 65-year-olds and I'm like, oh my God, you can't figure out like iChat or you can't figure out, you know, uh, FaceTime. Yeah. And then he looks at me and he's like, you can't figure out how to develop your own cryptocurrency? <laughs> like, what are you, Yeah, 80? bro, you only need like three coding languages, you fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, How do you not know Python and C++? I'm like, I don't know. You know what's funny? I'm actually, uh, I'm going through that right now because I'm attempting to switch careers from my current day job to something else. And I need to learn Python. And I also need to learn like this very highly technical computer program. And here's the thing, like, I... I always thought I was kind of on the front end of tech stuff because sure. I just, you know, I'm a millennial. But it turns out that when you don't use Windows computers for basically 20 years, you don't know shit about shit. That's true. <laughs> that, yeah. To, so I basically, I, I'm like relearning how to fucking use computers right now and Python. So I, I know. I know that exact emotion that you're going through of like, how does yeah. somebody, is this dude, do they learn it in school? Or do they just learn it on their own? So that's or? what happened is I go, it was only recently where uh, he was like, Hey, remember when I told you I knew what I was doing? I said, yeah. He goes, I had no clue. I just wanted to be involved. And I was like, that kid is going to be successful one day. He just figured it out. And now it is a real 
cryptocurrency. We're trying to get on bigger exchanges. So I pay like $10, <laughs> and right now, what's the value of a Bretcoin? Oh, it's amazing. Bretcoin is trading at a, uh, about $0.13 cents or $0.14 cents per token. Pre- we started a launch at $0.12 cents per token. We oh, and then so I go to Coinbase and just you would write, go to type in Uniswap, Bretcoin? Uniswap.org. We're currently okay. only trading on Uniswap. It's really hard and or expensive to get on other exchanges. Mm-hmm. And then there's a limited amount of Bretcoin, right? That's always going to be that, that's, that's the idea. So there's a hundred Bretcoins. Yeah. Right now, there's a hundred. There's currently sixty thousand are publicly available uh, of the original release of a hundred thousand. Forty thousand have been sold. Um, so there's sixty thousand. That's all that's available. Okay. Yeah. But the total amount that can be minted is twenty one million and one. That is a joke. Twenty million and one. That is a joke <laughs> on Bitcoin. The total amount of Bitcoin that can exist is 21 million. So I had it uh, built into the code that we one up to Bitcoin. I Wait, think so you can you can mint more Bretcoin? <laughs> it will mint as Bretcoin is purchased and exchanged. There's a thing called rug pulling in the crypto community where someone launches a crypto. It's basically they're being a scam artist, and people buy, 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 and then the person who has the keys to more of the supply then sells them all. And then the price plummets, and that person basically just takes all of the investor's money. Right. It was really important for me to transmit trust to people who do invest in it, because I am in, in showbiz. Reputation mm-hmm. is everything. I wanted to build into the code an inability to rug pull, which is why I had one Bretcoin is minted for every Bretcoin transaction or purchase there is. If you bought 10,000 Bretcoin, one Bretcoin is minted. So what this means is demand will always outstrip supply until all of them have been minted. And because there's such a limited amount, it also has hyper value. As I tell people, you're basically making a bet. I'll get more famous than where I am right now. Yeah. You literally just got more famous by being on your podcast. So. Yeah, that's right. You're only only one way to go is up. Now you said there's it's thirteen cents for one dollar. Why is it? How is that the value as opposed to five cents or twenty cents? How you know, you I wanted that? to have it be an amount that was um, somewhat significant. You know, around a dime, but also. Uh, I didn't want someone to be able to purchase, you know, 50 million at point zero 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 one cent. Kind of an arbitrary, like, that sounds good. I had to supply the liquidity for it. So I had to put up my own money to exist as the liquidity backing for that initial 100,000 at around 12 cents per token, which is why I, yeah. So if you're listening, I've been on Brett and you should too. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I always joke like, you know, all 15 people. We actually do have more than 15 listeners to the show. We actually, we, we do. We've been doing a little better lately. Thank you for all the new people who've been coming and or people who've been telling friends. I don't know uh, what's been going on. But yeah, all, all of you here that are invest in Bretcoin, you might, your value of your Bretcoin might go from 12 to 13 cents. So you might make uh, one cent per coin. It's to be or maybe clear, two cents soon per coin. I actually, Who knows? I'll be honest. I genuinely think it's a fantastic speculative investment <laughs> because, you, like I said, uh, nothing like this exists. I have first mover advantage. I just need to get a megaphone, and I think the idea will take care of itself. Plus, why? I'm a hell of a pitch I, why two million? Why not just say, "All right, we're going to limit it at at, at fifty thousand Bretcoin, and then, well, then no, it just goes it was, up faster." He, he just said that because you're, you're trying to sarcastically one up. Bitcoin, right? right. That's your... Yeah, we want to yeah. Bitcoin. Not sarcastically. Okay. I, I could see us one day having a bigger market cap than Bitcoin. Okay. Um, yes. And as, uh, you know, as I continue my path toward uh, having becoming the world's first comedy billionaire. Jerry Seinfeld's at $980 million, so I got a lot of catching up to do. Yes. Um, so help this happen, everybody. Buy Brett Coin. All right. Let's get into some outrage, people. 
Today we are going to start, and by the way, son, if we, we, you and I, and this happens a lot in the show, where I'll pick a story and you'll pick a story, and for some reason they're just in the same theme. It's happened probably more than 10 or 15 times. Today's theme is going to be sports. So if you're not a sports fan, I'm not really sorry, because I am a sports fan. That's what we're doing. We're talking about sports. It makes sense. You had the most like athletic, cut-looking guy you could get to comment on sports. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Know, I That's why For those of you who don't know, Brett is a very uh, all-American-looking type dude. Super and, jacked. Yes, yeah, super jacked. <laughs> very, very strong jawline. Uh, yes. Ex- exudes yeah. confidence. Yeah. Uh, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. That's uh, see. I could see him being like the quarterback in a in a... <laughs> I, I don't want your life type. Yeah. But I would have yeah, to yeah. put on probably like 30 pounds of muscle. But uh, I kind of want, you know, when host before a show, now that you said that, you know, when host before a show, I was like, hey, what do you want me to say? I Next show, I'm going to go, I want you to say, men want to be him and women want to be with him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Brent Rabel. Because <laughs> you always just say, ah, just whatever, just say I'm funny. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, say say men want to be him. Yeah. He's, he's your comedy role model, people, Brent Rabel. <laughs> so we're going to get into some. We always talk about how we get an inside comedy, we get to inside baseball. Today we're going to talk about some literal inside baseball. That's what we're talking about. I'm a big baseball guy. And recently, a few weeks ago, the All-Star game happened. That's when they gather all the best players from each league and they have a like a super game with all the all the best players from almost everywhere. The biggest star right now in the MLB by far is this dude named Shohei Otani. Are you a baseball guy, Brett? Not at all, but I even I have seen his name come up yes. on social TikTok, social media. Yes. Like I've just seen that name being written about and I'm like, I don't really I guess he's on the Angels or something. Yes, he's on he is on the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, very goofy name for a baseball team. That's a whole different outrage topic from like twenty years ago. <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about that. Give me one sentence. What they're called the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So basically, they're originally the Anaheim Angels, and then for marketability, they changed uh, their shit to the Los Angeles Angels. Right. But then the Anahe- city of Anaheim sued them because they're like, no, 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 we built you a stadium. You're the Anaheim Angels. So they're like, okay, fine. We'll call it the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. That way, your name is still technically in our name, but we're LA because we want to sell more tickets. Like that. That was that's the that dumb fucking lawsuit from right. Oh, that's so funny. I yeah. didn't know that. That's like uh, yeah. like what a you know um, a man and a woman are like. All right, hyphenate a last name. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's yeah. what that is. But the that, sports team equivalent. Exactly. That is the sports team equivalent of the hyphenated last. Anyway, so Shohei Otani. For those of you who don't follow baseball, he is he is seriously the best player right now, and he might be the best player of like my lifetime and my dad's lifetime. So he's Wait, getting, really? Yes. So people always say that Babe Ruth, you know we all know who Babe Ruth is, right, guys? Okay. Yeah. He is considered the best player of all time because he hit a ton of home runs and he also pitched really well. And in baseball, most players only do one. Like I didn't, I didn't know that. Players I knew him his whole party. Okay, so I didn't know he was a pitcher, too. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. He pitched to a, Well, he pitched during what's called the dead ball era, but um, that's a different, again, different conversation. That just means no one hit back then. But so anyway, he pitched to a low ERA. He really good pitcher, and he hit a ton of home runs. So he was considered like a two way player who could do everything and do it well. Uh, Shohei Otani is pretty much the first player since then to do it at this level. And so. Wow. So this dude is leading he's the league. He's a pitcher? He's yes, he's pitching to a he's pitching and he hits and he's leading the league in home runs. So he's an elite pitcher, yes. like an elite top 
five pitcher and an elite yes. top five hitter. Holy top one, shit. yes. Top is it one just home homers or is he also like have? A good I, don't, I don't know what his average is off the top of my head right now, and it goes up and down. So that's is he a starter, is, okay. a reliever. Yes, or? He's, a, he's a starting pitcher and hits a ton of home runs. He he is seriously. You could make the case he's better than Babe Ruth because the game competition. Oh, the game, no, yeah. this, this is why. It's because nowadays everyone throws 99. When Babe Ruth played, he was playing against, like, baseball wasn't a, a full-time uh, yeah. job. Like, dudes in the offseason would go home and work at the factory for five months and then come back and play in the spring. Right. So, like, the competition level is higher now than it's ever been. And Shohei Otani is playing at the highest level possible. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, he, he is, you could make the case he's the best player ever if he does this for another few years. So th- then I, that's how good he is. Um, it's and for I just want to say like certainly when you compare athletes of this era and any pro yeah. sport to athletes of that era, <laughs> athletes of that era had like our bodies. <laughs> like you're like I think I could have been in the NBA <laughs> in the 50s. I think I would have been one of the best players. It's funny my um it's funny you mentioned that my my, my grandfather and my um not to make it about me and my family on my my uh, mom's side he was like a local basketball star. And he's like a five. He was like a five foot eight white guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like. And he, the thing is, he's a part of like the mural in the history of like that high school. Like when you walk in, he's part of the whole thing. But like, yeah, I don't know if he could have played against LeBron. You know what I mean? Or, no. <laughs> or played against even just kids from Hartford. For those of you who are from Connecticut, yeah. It, it, so it's definitely the competition level is much much higher now. And so Joey Otani is incredible. And so that's not what the outrage is about, though. The outrage is some comments made by uh, Stephen A. Smith. You know Stephen A. Smith, right, uh, right, Sandeep? I know you're an I'm ESPN f- guy. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. vaguely familiar. Stephen A. First of so, all I know is he's the guy who's always like, LeBron James is the worst player ever. Like, doesn't that his whole thing? Like, he just says he, shit. He does then... have some crazy takes, and this is one of them. So uh, I'm not going to do the full quote because it's pretty long, but I'll paraphrase. My grandma could have beaten Michael Jordan in a game of one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that this guy? I don't know much yes. about Steven. There's a, a great but... SNL impression of him. I think it's Keenan Thompson, but yeah. the joke he always does is he talks about how close he is with an athlete where he's like, you know, first of all, I consider LeBron a close friend. He is a dear friend of mine. I helped deliver his kids from when his wife gave birth. <laughs> like, he just keeps saying shit. He when his father died, I was yeah. there, and I closed his eyes with my two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so, it's something like that. Like, it's such a funny impression. But Stephen A is absolutely a hot take artist. Yeah. And the takes are hot and not always good. <laughs> Frequently yes. bad. Yes, and this is one of them. Uh, sort I'm, of like shits. I'm going to paraphrase yeah. what he said, and I'll do part of the quote at the end because it's pretty long. He basically said that he doesn't think that it's a good thing that a foreign player who doesn't speak English uh, is the face of the game. He thinks it harms the game, it hurts the box office appeal of the game, and that he thinks it needs to be someone uh, like Bryce Harper or Mike Trout. Now, let me explain this to those of you who don't know baseball. Um, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout are both like the most Caucasian people in the league. <laughs> they are like blonde hair, blue eyed. I'm pretty sure that uh, Bryce Harper's Mormon. They they look like they were, you know, again, they look like Brett Raybould, except more, more jazz and successful. And, I mean, yeah. they're pro athletes. Yeah, they're pro so athletes. it's going to happen. That, that's how that goes. Um, and by, by the way, Stephen A. Smith is black. We, we do have to mention that. That, that, that is something I'm going to get into in, in, in a minute. And now I'm going to do the, the last part of the quote here, because this is kind of, this was, a, not that the other stuff was good, but I think this might have been what tipped some people over. So, quote, doesn't, don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country, unquote. 
that is it's uh yeah yeah oh man i i really <sighs> you know yeah I, okay i didn't i first i i knew none of i was reading the story and i was just confused yeah. the whole thing i was confused about but okay okay that he's the best player it helps but is mm-hmm. he saying that it's going to hurt your marketability if you don't speak the language yes. in, in a country that you're in. I don't. Yes. I don't see how that's a weird thing to say. See, I here's the thing. It's I understand. If I, 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 I'm not going to be a great comedian in France if I can't speak French. I'm going to accept yes, that. But here's I don't the thing. think they're racist. No, here's the thing, though. Okay, is it Shibuya Otani? His marketability is not based on his fucking ability to deliver jokes. His ability is the fact that he's the best player possibly ever to play the sport. My okay? analogy was Wait, off. So you I agree, are, well, but so like fucking Stephen A. Smith. Uh, by the way, I'm tipping my fucking hand because I'm Michael on a fucking anger rant here. Okay, Stephen A. Smith wants this dude to play a very difficult pro sport at the highest level possible. And learn a new language <laughs> at the same time. I, well, I don't that's think basically yeah. what he's well, saying. Well, he was sure. just saying it hurts his market. I don't. I didn't understand what I. I think some of the stuff. But if his if the thing was it hurts his market. Like Michael Jordan was a really great, the best basketball player. But he mm-hmm. was popular also because he like he was very articulate For in those interviews and commercials. Baby, you know, they you always talked about how he made himself available to the media, and he he had all this like. You know, the, the, the marketability shit does matter no matter how good you are at something. Sure. But here's the thing is that foreign players in especially baseball has always just been a thing. Right. I mean, I, I grew up watching baseball. It happens pretty often that there's a guy from either Japan or from Cuba or from Venezuela or some other country who doesn't speak the best English. And so if he just had a big game or blew a game or whatever the case may be, when he comes out to face the media it's easier for him to just have his buddy next to him who can translate quickly. Right. And it literally takes maybe an extra 40 seconds added onto the whole press conference, like when you do a, a five-minute clip. So it, like, it's really not a big fucking deal. I've never met a single baseball fan who's sitting there watching the press conference like, man, I wish that guy spoke better English. But that's <laughs> the, but, I mean, I, I, I got to get in here and say, all right, baseball already boring as fuck. So if you're watching baseball <laughs> press conferences... <laughs> Holy hell, yeah. you know, there's a lot of great entertainment out there. Uh, that, that baseball press conference is Jesus Christ. That's like listening to a golf podcast. But that sadly is what this is about, though. We have to talk about baseball press conferences because sure. that's what Stephen A's no, gripe is. Right. Well, I think yeah. I, I did feel like I think Stephen A might have been attempting to make a point about it is true. He is it is true. He is less marketable if you don't speak English. Now, he's in a position where he can't say that because he works for Disney, and also the way he delivered that point <laughs> sounds it actually he delivered in a very xenophobic or xenophobic yeah. adjacent way. That's the um, outrage by the way. For those of you who haven't figured out what people are mad about yet. Yeah, and he did mention xenophobia. the two other baseball players he did mention are I mean they're the classic all-American white guy. They are the whitest guys. Like I don't think there's two whiter guys in the league than those two guys. By the way, they're both great players by the way, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. Um, they're the only two other baseball players I actually know. I think I <laughs> I I know seriously, I think I now know three, Otani, <laughs> Trout and Bryce Harper. Um big fan of Trout and Harper, but um I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um but only cuz they're white. No, um, but you see, and that's that's sort of the thing, though. Is this this is when when he said that, and you mentioned it was xenophobic. I think that this this is only like one notch, or maybe two notches down from people who literally say to non-famous immigrants, 
you know, you better speak English or get the hell out. It was vaguely, <laughs> it I was, can it see was it being. Right, it was a close cousin to people saying that. And that, I think, is what people took exception to. Sure, because it did come across that way. I mean, it is yeah. true. You are more marketable if you understand the language. That's okay to say. But the way he came across was like, learn the language. And he, it's like, he's bad for the game. It's probably just a terrible point because when he's you're pushing baseball. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's pushing baseball forward. He's clearly good for the game. I mean, here's how he's good for the game. We're talking about him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I know who he is, and I don't follow baseball. And he has found a way. There are certain to... stars who transcend sp- like their own individual sport. You know what I mean? Like you, you mentioned Michael Jordan a minute ago, LeBron James. You know, uh, Roger Federer. Like the best players, the best five or ten of every sport. If you're like a vague casual sports fan or just a person who walks by sports bars once in a while, you know who these people are. And Shohei Otani is in that like upper upper stratosphere. Right. Well, it's like there's amazing talent, and there's so many amazingly talented players. But then there's like there can really only be one generational or two generational players. Yeah. That, like, of the exceptional, of the exceptional, of the exceptional, they are the exceptional. So, and if Otani is that, he's clearly good for the game. Plus, like, you could argue there's marketability on, like, he brings in, is he, where is he Japanese? He's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. he's going to bring in that money. So he brings sure. in, and Japan, I think, does like baseball. Japan is, oh, yeah, they're the crazy baseball. Why is, why? is it, what, like, what's the historic reason? Is it because um, we pretty fought sure that, in Japan? Wh- no, I think I'm serious. I think uh, someone, I learned this in school. I don't know if this is true, but I think that, like, after we bombed the shit out of Japan, uh, I guess when you, the U.S. was helping out with rescue efforts, they just had baseball stuff with them, and then people started playing baseball in Japan. I, I, got, oh, I don't know if that's the real story. No, it probably has right. something to do with it because it is a uniquely American sport. Yeah. Like, it was founded here, to my knowledge. It was founded in America. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's more international than people think it is. It's not quite in the level that uh, that b- basketball has become, or definitely not as much as soccer. But no, there are, like, a lot of the island countries that play it. Um, believe it or not, like, Israel has a national team. Um, the when, Netherlands has a fucking fairly good national team. Like, I, it, it's, yeah. it's slowly growing out. When I say uniquely American, I mean it was, it's founded in America. It's America, damn it. You better speak English. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I, I want to say something here, and this this might be where I lose some people on this topic. Stephen A. Smith is, is, is and I'm going to check my white privilege right up front before I say something like this. He is lucky that he is black in this individual instance. Because could you imagine if a fucking white dude said this about an Asian player in the current climate that we're in with the hashtag stop Asian hate? And I now, mean, Stephen A. Smith got a couple of articles ri- yeah. written about him. And maybe a slap on the wrist, maybe behind the scenes, one of his bosses yelled at him. If this was a white dude, the woke mob would have come for this motherfucker. He would have lost everything. It's it's interesting because Stephen A's job is kind of, uh, I mean, I think you're right that uh, truthfully, a white guy saying some of those comments probably would have had a different, uh, the words are the same, but people would have perceived them even worse. Yeah. And he also... Admittedly, did dip into. I think I saw his uh, his apology was uh, basically it was uh, you know I'm a black man in America, so I mm-hmm. speak religiously about marginalized groups facing marginalization. It's just something like that. Yeah, so, he, he did apologize like a day or two later because the backlash for this was swift as fuck. But I think his. I don't think he can face consequences because he's Stephen A. His job is <laughs> like he do, he just he's a commentator. He His commentates commentate. bad hot takes that make us talk about how bad the take was. 
And that's part of the entertainment. That's his role in the entertainment sphere is to be the one where, like, Stephen A. said another dumb fucking thing. And, like, yeah. the Disney knows it, and they're going to go slap his wrist and go, you better apologize. And he's going to apologize because yep. he's not going to dig his heels in on this. But that's his job. It'd be fucking amazing if he, like, went to the next level down. He's like, you know what? Fuck these Asians playing baseball. Who do they think they are? Like He just, like, went all the way downwards with it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, they're not as good at... what The race is worse at baseball. If he insulted this guy for not being able to speak English, I think that's, you know, it's it's not his fault. You know, like, that's... But just the concept of, you know, he's less marketable. And when you're... Look, if you're the face of a game, the response that is all marketing. The face of the game right. guy, it's you that's your you have the you have the responsibility to be the best player. But then there's a whole other thing of like you're now marketing the game itself and you can't like um do a lot of shit that like is it, it independent LeBron, of the game. Yeah. And so it is like the if when you're the face of the game, Half your responsibilities are just outside the game marketing, and if you don't speak English, it does hurt it. I don't, I don't see it. But like, don't if you insulted this guy. How often then, though, Sandeep, are pro athletes other than the press conference after the game, or maybe the occasional fucking I don't know Pepsi or Allstate commercial? How often are they actually doing that ambassadorship it's all like, the time? I look, look, uh, LeBron, really? Je- LeBron James has yeah. to spend so much time doing. LeBron James can't do the Marshawn Lynch thing where he's just like, yeah, fuck it. He's just going to, it's going to, it's well, going to hurt him a LeBron, lot. It's gonna, he's still the best good. player, whether he's, whether he plays like LeBron, he's still the best player on the court, but he had to rebuild his know, image though. LeBron what? is different because he had to rehab his image for like two or three years when he did that fucking ridiculous, uh, like special to announce. Well, that's a good point. That's with. all he did. That wasn't, even, yeah. that wasn't a, he didn't insult anyone. It was just kind of a, Sort of a a, a a kind of a bad idea, but be, but yes. because he's the face of the game, yeah. all that shit is so much, and he knows it, and he like the the work is that that's part of it when you're the face, you know. The and decision. Jordan knew it. Right. Jordan had to do all that shit. He had to he had to apologize for playing blackjack for God's sake, you know. Yeah, you're the level oh, of yeah, scrutiny when you're the singular face. The level of scrutiny mm-hmm. is like it's like a hypercritical eye. That's so. If you don't speak English, can you be? Can you? be in that role and i think that's a legitimate way to question to have though i think he insulted him personally which is the way the way he said yeah with like the interpreter to understand what the hell this dude's saying yes right that's where you're like the (laughs) hell is this dude saying well he's speaking good like under good thoughts they're just not in english like the guys what the hell is this guy saying Again, people imagine, speak different languages. Again, imagine Stephen if a, a fucking white guy said that. Imagine if like a white guy with a southern accent said like, "Yeah, these Japanese players coming in here need an interpreter because America." Like that would just be terrible. And by the way, I, I, again, check the privilege. I understand being black in America is difficult for pretty much everything else, but in this very specific outrage instance, <laughs> it was better for him that he was black. I, I just want to put a bow on that other point. Um, yeah, I want to say this. I okay. think for the law, I, I think. The way that this outrage was handled with Stephen A is I, the way I feel it should always be handled. Agreed. Uh, he so I liked I loved I liked his apology. He's like, look, my criteria is if I offend, I don't if I offend a bunch of people, and you know they and I'm just going to apologize, and that's how I that's how I view the world and my job. I'm like, all right, I respect that, and he apologized, and no one canceled him. And I think whatever the lack of scrutiny you think that he got because he was black, I think that mm-hmm. should be the universal. Like, are right, you say some shit and people get offended. Oh. 
just you should be able to apologize and then move on and then yeah. everyone moved on. And I think that's how it should be handled. I'm not for rooting all of for it. him to get canceled, by the way. I I, yeah. I I think some of his takes are kind of funny. I just thought yeah. this one because I, I and this might just be a personal thing because I'm such a big fucking baseball guy. It's amazing how, by the way, we've done over 200 episodes of this show, and I, this is probably the first one that involves baseball. So this is one of the first ones where it's like kind of personal to me, and I'm mm. like, dude, what's this fucking asshole saying? Mm. The listeners yeah. tuned out for this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just kidding. I like shit. Well, no, it's funny because we do actually have a good amount of foreign listeners we have people from england and vietnam listen to this and they're like what the fuck is this asshole been talking well, about hey, the last 20 minutes your listeners they better speak english they otherwise better buy um... brett coin damn it <laughs> um i i mean this is legit outrage for me um i mean i'm glad he apologized i'm glad he didn't lose his job and by the way i do want to also say his apology seemed more genuine than most of the apologies we cover on this show because how many times has there been like a bullshit fake fucking apology we're like now yeah, we're gonna release a statement and our corporate head's gonna say that we apologize Stephen yeah, a man the fuck up and looked right at the camera and was like yo my bad dog shouldn't have said that shit yeah, and he's like you guys are insulting yeah. disney and espn no this is me like that yeah. i i said it i you know they don't Censor me, and I'm I'm apologizing. And leave, I liked it. leave Mickey alone. I'll, I'll I'll take the heat for this. One. I do love that in his <laughs> apology because I read the article. It's like, yeah, he apologized to Otani, uh, but he also also wrote at the end of the article. Stephen A. also apologized to parent company Walt Disney. It's just this, like funny that you got to apologize to a corporate, like the idea of a corporation. I'm sorry, great, oh wonderful and powerful Disney. Like, and you have to because no one wants to stop suckling from the Disney teat. That is a good teat to get to suck. I on. used to work for Disney. So you, did you? And you I'm worked for Disney you, in what capacity? Uh, I was at, was at Disney World as a park worker years ago. Yeah, cool. And let me tell you he something. He was the mascot. He was the guy who walked around as like the as Minnie no, Mouse. I'm shit, glad right? that you I was. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Bells, the villain in Beauty and the Beast. Jean Valjean. No, that's name the, is Gaston. I, I no Gaston. Idea. No, you were Gaston. Uh, no, here's the thing with, with 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 the characters that are in costume. First of all, I'd never want to do that job because you're in fucking Florida. You're in inland Florida, and you're wearing like a nine layer costume. I, I don't understand how that's even physical. I asked you this. So it's it's so it's yeah. ninety five, and you're in a f- it, you're in this mm-hmm. like. I mean, I, I've, never done it. Outfit, I've never, yeah. I've never done it because I never. Here's the thing with those. Oh, you? With, ha- I thought you did do that. No, 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 no. no. Those, You're right those characters. Here's the thing, and I'm about to ruin some some childhoods for those of you who haven't heard me say this before because I know I've said this before on the show. Um, anybody you see at Disney World who is in one of the big plush costumes is either a below the height of like five two. Or they're above the height of like six six one because of the way the costumes are made. Most of the people that are in the Mickey and Minnie costumes are like five foot eight, uh, or like four foot eight, like Asian people for whatever so reason. I don't know how that ruins the costume. Who is like better not be a five foot nine person in that or costume? Four foot nine. Yeah, uh, uh, no, that's just what it is. So like, when, I get, the, I just, you know what it is? I fucking hate answering that question because everyone always, when I would say I used to work at Disney World, people are like, oh, were you Mickey? Were you Goofy? It's like, no, asshole. There's like 60,000 fucking other people that work there that aren't fucking costume. There's other jobs that are you dumb motherfuckers. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You know what I think? You know what I think? I think I think it's so fucking stupid. Anyway. I don't think I don't think you got the stones to be Mickey. That's what I think. I don't oh, think you got the stones. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got the you ain't got the kojo. You don't got boy. what it takes, kid. Yeah. You think yeah, you can I'm, be? I'm a foot too fucking tall to be fucking Mickey. Is what it is. Um, you could. You know what role you could have had at Disney World? You could have been on the Indiana Jones like show. You could have been one of the Nazis. Um, <laughs> what? 
You know when they do like the theater show of Indiana Jones? Do you remember? The, do you know yes, that one? they do that at Hollywood Studios. They do a reenact. Uh, it's re- wonderful. I just had a reenactment of a fake event. Anyway, yeah, they, they, they uh, do. They do a live reenactment of the Indiana Jones. Yeah. Scene. Sign this guy up. I, I would. I totally believable. But anyway, here's the thing, though. Back to what I was saying. Disney as a company, they do not fuck around. Like, you have to act a certain way. You have to speak a certain way. You have to dress a certain way. So, like, I can picture Stephen A. Smith getting called into what the equivalent of the Disney World, or the Disney World, the Disney corporate-like principal's office is, and him getting cussed out to the point where he's like, oh, shit, I got to apologize to the corporation, or my fucking boss is going to cut my nuts off tomorrow. (laughs) You know, so that's why that happened. And that is pretty funny that he pointed that out, though. Disney is like, yeah, anyone who acts like Disney's family company, it's like, no, Disney is a company company that just sells family because it's literally the thing you can make the most money off of because everyone has family or at least something that is a proxy for family, if you have parents that died. Yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting. All Di- Everyone goes to Disney for family stuff. Most Disney characters had their parents die. It's like <laughs> it's like this weird, like, we go, like, if you think of all, did Bambi's dead? Who else is dead? The Lion King. Lion, the Lion King. King is a dark fucking movie. Finding Nemo. That is a movie about fucking jealousy, murder, redemption, and revenge. And it's a uh, children's movie. Cinderella was an orphan. She yeah, no Cinderella parents. was an orphan. It's all, we're all going as a family to go feel the magic of these characters who had no family. <laughs> and we point and laugh. Ha ha, there's Belle. I, I got a mom to, that loves me. I guess me. it's to make it so people are thankful that their parents didn't get murdered. Anyway, um, we move along from that. We're going to move along from uh, Disney, which is a company that's out to make money. To we, the didn't Olympics. Ru- we didn't we issue didn't... the ruling. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm doing legit outrage, Sandeep. I swear to God, you fucking. W- w- what's yours? You... I guess. I guess the way he phrased it was a little. But I, I still, I don't. I don't. I feel like he. Sh- the one thing his apology didn't have is like, but but you're not actually as marketable if you don't speak English, if you're marketing in America. Isn't that isn't that just a thing? I guess. Uh, I, you know, I think the Shohei Otani is. But it's so, not really his fault. I mean, what? What? He, I think he's, he's doing so enough. He's no, already, yeah, you he can't blame him. Too busy him. learning to pitch and hit, and you know, he, how is he going to learn? English? Right. Yeah. Again. Right. He's, he, you're expecting him to be, to be yeah. possibly the best player ever and learn a new new yeah. English. Which probably I think he's language. a failure because right, he's not so a great stand-up comedian too. Yeah. I think Otani is <laughs> not doing enough. <laughs> you know I think who gives a fuck when we find out in the off season that he like flies back to Japan and just like murders arenas. he does an hour. He has an hour like how dumb Americans. Are. He did 10 minutes on He's Stephen A now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta hear um, that great show. Well, the, the thing with Shohei Otani, though, is this is how good he is. He plays for a team that's pretty bad, um, the Angels, which, by the way, historically, they're a decent team. It's the last half decade or so they've been terrible. He plays on a West Coast team. He's playing after most people are in bed on a team that loses a lot of games and he's still considered the best player and everyone still knows who he is. Like, I think his skill transcends the marketability, but maybe that's just me talking out my ass. I don't know for a fact. I would even go one step further. So he's playing on a team that is games are on a time when most people are going to bed yeah. in a sport that is dying and no one really cares about. In a sport that puts people to bed. <laughs> sorry, Phil. Yes, there it is. There's the punch-up I needed. Yeah. He's a... Oh, he's no. The, he, well, no, he's the perfect ambient. Like, well, just, just watch his games. The, and larger, the, the larger point, though, is that baseball does have uh, a marketability problem. And, it, and 
look, I understand what Stephen A was trying to say that like baseball needs to Oh, baseball some help. has a marketability problem. Yeah. And your number one person is me. Oh, you know what? Stephen so I understand a. what he's trying to say, but I, I I will say he did not say in the right way. Legit outrage. Brett, how do you feel overall about this? You know, I I think uh not to be Swiss, but I think some of the outrage is justified. I think if you peeled back on what he was trying to say, some of the window dressing of his point was vaguely xenophobic. Not even vaguely. But yeah, there's nothing vague about yeah. what the hell he was saying in this country. Yeah, what the hell he's saying. <laughs> yes. you, you need a translator to understand what the hell he's saying. Yeah, yeah that's how different languages work, Stephen. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> if, if he was trying to window dress that, he did a very bad job. Yes, he did. Yeah. So I would say, you know, I can understand the out, the initial outrage justified any continued outrage post-apology. It's like, chill out. All right, there we go. Moving along. So it's too mess to a legit on that one. Uh, let's move along here. Now we're going from one sport to the other. Sandeep, what's Yes, next? our next story comes to us from Japan. Where uh, Yes. Oh, two Japanese and two sports stories. Yes. Hell yes. Uh, wow. Where I, IOC President, International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach caused outrage by referring to the Japanese people as Chinese in his first public speech Jeez. after landing in Japan and completing quarantine. So the, oh, the, boy. The, yeah, the, the Olympics are in <laughs> oh, Japan. No. This guy's come oh, there, um, and, uh, uh, and you know he gave a speech. And so he was trying to reassure the country that the Olympics would not be a super spreader event. And he said, you've managed mm-hmm. to make Tokyo the best ever prepared city for the Olympic Games. This is even more remarkable under the different circumstances we all have to face. Our common target is safe and secure games for everyone, for the athletes, for the delegations, most importantly, for the Chinese people. I mean... Japanese people. Uh, well, he said oh, Chinese people, but he quickly no. conducted Japanese picture. Key people. He caught uh, his mistake quickly. <laughs> the interpreters didn't even translate it, but it was picked up by the Japanese news outlets and sparked a bash lash on social all right. media. Uh, first of all, Whitey, you're making the team look bad. Is he a white guy? <laughs> yeah. Of course he's a white guy. Oh, what do you mean? No, 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 no. I resent that point. Any person of any race could have accidentally Wait, said Chinese Michael instead Bach? of Japanese. Thomas Bach. Yeah, that's a white guy. That's a uh, white motherfucker. That's yeah. fine, but I I think any person of any race could have accidentally said ja- Chinese. Stephen A. probably would have been. Stephen A. Stephen a probably would have gone Chinese. I mean Japanese. <laughs> I mean, you gotta Cor- speak American, not Chinese. I, yeah. I mean Japanese. I don't know, Korean or whatever That would have been are. amazing if that was the Stephen A. quote. Uh, oh, man. You know... Is he an American? Say, is he an American? American, or is it like he's like Swiss he's not American or Finland? And I or... think he's Swiss, but now I'm yes. Not. Oh, thank God, he's thank not God. American. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, man. all the white guys in other non-American countries are evil. Oh man, <laughs> it's oh there no there is there is something about that. Whenever there's an atrocity that happens, there's always like a. I'm glad you said that, Brett. There's always like a. Oh, please don't let it be a white guy again. Please don't let it be a white guy again. Please don't let it be a fucking There's a white shooting. guy again. Please be Muslim. Please be anything but, but white. But Parent. in this case, we knew he was a white guy, but I like how you took the extra step of like, well, is he at least not an American white yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, see, not American. Okay, he's American. Was he not from my town? Hey, see, <laughs> is he Kansan? Is he but not from he, Kansan? He, he went to my rival high school. Good. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how that goes. Uh... Well, yeah, so that means we can call a Swiss racist for at least a couple of weeks, which is a lot of fun. You guys yeah. are no longer neutral. You're in this war now, bitches. Uh, there's right. some backstory. So it seems like the Olympics are very unpopular in Japan amongst the people. So they're already on edge. They don't like that they're, they're having the Olympics. And right. so now they're ready to pounce Well, Japan on is a country that's way more anti-immigration than America. Because you think about it, they they and I don't want to get into like population demographics too much, but they they have a, a societal collapse problem in the next twenty years because they 
unlike America and other big countries, they just don't let anybody the fuck in. Um, Actually, I heard so, Japan is building wall around Mexico too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, yeah. very weird diplomatic decision by their government. Yeah. But well, the thing is, is that they're already a country that doesn't like outsiders. Is the point that I'm trying to make. So they don't really want like these thousands of fucking random tourists and athletes and media people coming into their fucking country, especially during the tail end of a fucking pandemic. Yeah, and I think so. I understand they can't that. Come part. to the like, you can't go to these events because the because of the COVID, they're not letting people. Mm-hmm. So I think if they would have let him attend normally, I think it's like everyone wants the Olympics there. But I, it's like now that you're shutting out the local population, you're bringing people in. Um, Wait, they can't even they can even if you don't let spectators in. There's still a ton of media. There's still a oh, ton right, of judges. People. There's still a ton of people though. You right, know right. I mean? There are right, yeah. but they're not. They don't even get to partake in like watching the Olympics. You know, the the Japanese. Oh, I, I think yeah. that's the. I think that's the why they don't like I, it. I, I, mean, I think I, is it. Really, I mean, it is a. We're not fully out of a pandemic, and uh, I'm. So I'm sure, you know, the Japanese people, the Olympics is like, we're, we'll happily put the health of your people at risk in service of us making more money. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you can't even come watch the Olympics. Well, the yeah, thing, too, yeah. is that the Olympics, uh, countries are slowly starting to smarten up to the fact the Olympics are not a good long-term investment. You s- countries spend billions of dollars to get the, these events to show up at their thing. They build these temporary facilities. And then as soon as the Olympics are over, they just basically become abandoned buildings. Yeah. Um, and so Japan might be one of those countries. It's like, you know what? We kind of don't want to spend billions to bring you dickheads here so you can run around a track for fucking two weeks and then leave us with this infrastructure that we're never going to fucking it, use again. I think you it know? depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on if the country already has existing sports stadium infrastructure. Which is actually a good argument for why the Olympics should only be held in, frankly, right in, a weird, in a weird way. I mean, not only in America, but in, in a weird way. You both want, uh, you know, you want the Olympics to be a thing that isn't only held in like richer countries. Obviously, richer countries tend to have more sports stadiums and more people that speak English. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more. It's just more marketable that way. But um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but uh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like Greece is the, their their economy in huge part got fucked by like all those stadiums they built for that one Olympics. They just become these ghost towns. Yeah, they, like Brazil just, too. Brazil too. Yep. For the, the World Cup, was it? Or well, and it's same thing's gonna happen to Qatar in fucking four years because they yeah they that, built like twenty new stadiums and, and from scratch in the desert. And uh, so they don't have like a league there. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, it and is. they're like using literal slavery to build. Oh, it's crazy. Their stadiums, and they're like the stadiums will be air conditioning. They're open air. Also, it's a stadium. Like, it's like you know what we could so do. Bad. We could just have the World Cup here in, in America, where we have all we have what thirty fucking football stadiums, and then a bunch of MLS stadiums. Like you could totally, and it's great because if it, the yeah. World Cup is in America, especially during a pandemic, it'll be half full anyway. So we'll yeah, be, uh, it'll be very safe. Distance. <laughs> and I, li- I love soccer, so you can yeah, it'll be social distance. Are you, so big, you, can, so you big soccer? Well, I don't love soccer, so you can shit okay. on soccer. Yeah, after oh, I've no, made some digs I, I baseball. I played soccer um, up until. Um, like for most of my life until like just about college, like I'm, I respect the shit out of soccer. I don't follow it anymore. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, res- you know, I, I don't disrespect it because I know that soccer from playing it is literally just like 90 minutes of wind sprints. <laughs> like that's the sport. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have good fucking foot skill. It's, it's a fucking more difficult sport than people in America, I think, think it is. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, back to what you were saying though. Yeah. It would be, it'd be a great place to fucking have in America, you know, America, America, baby. I, uh, World Cup. 
I, I want to say, okay, so all the all the newspapers reported this, including like the Washington Post. Like, there's all the newspapers reported how he. And are we really going to be outraged at slips of tongue at this point? This wasn't even. He's like Chinese. I mean Japanese. He he corrected it right away, and now at, at least you know what the articles they're they're mm-hmm. like it, this caused outrage on social media, and they used to what they used to do was like then they would just have like individual. Accounts yeah, like, like three random Brenda three four tweets. five says yeah. what the fuck you said Chinese right. and then you have to like yeah. okay okay thanks Brenda thanks mm-hmm. for putting that Washington Post but really we're now you can't have a slip of tongue and say Chinese I mean Japanese only, like this doesn't it's happen the worst, everyone it's the worst country to slip a tongue with though yes I was just, I know because yeah. you're like if he had said uh, you know it's great to be here. Uh, in Sweden, I mean Japan, you're like, oh, he just had a weird brain fart. But because yeah. it was Chinese, it you do go, oh, that's the worst. But don't yeah. the one that's like, yep. But wouldn't I know that be saying. the most likely? Like all our brains would categorize Asian countries in in one sure. category and then subcategorize. That's just how. Well, I don't know about you, Sunday. But I don't see race, and I, I respect each individual Asian country on their own. I'm just saying the neurons I mean, in your brain that are that are aware of Japan are closer to the ones that are aware of China than the ones that are aware of Burma. I, that's just yeah. where they, it's located physically in your brain. That's just more likely where the... You meant Myanmar, are you racist? But the yeah. point is... <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, geographically, they're pretty close countries. And yes, yes. I, I know what you're trying to say, um, but the thing is, these countries... They have a history with each other. And right. It wasn't so a prepared like, uh, state. Kind of if he like, if he like, if that was just in his speech. It was in his speech to fuck it up. <laughs> oh, see, if they, yeah, if they could prove that, obviously that'd be pretty fucking funny and obviously racist. But no, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Sandy. This the is slip of tongue now. Now we're, it's all the way down to slip of tongue. You know, I'm tired of, there's so much race, the stuff that's just casually called racist is not this. And then, oh, when you call people of two races, like, hey, this guy looks like this guy and they're the same race. Why? Because they're the same. No, but people within the same race also can look like each other. God damn it. Well, that's you know, another, like, no, that's it, racist. No, fucking, they do look alike. That's right. Thank you, Aziz. Anyway, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sandeep looks at other like Aziz. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, clearly. because Aziz is Indian and so is Sandeep. And that's right. Both proud. Uh, <laughs> Because, but only after he's making a point about that. Is yeah. Um, well, and as far as like... I the, know what you're saying. Yeah, as far as like the, the Asian thing goes, I remember um, years ago, one of my, my buddies, my friend, my friend Lawrence, shout out, he's a DJ. He's a, he's a Chinese dude. He's a DJ. And I remember, uh, I, I, or at least I, th- I think he's Chinese. I'm not even sure which, which one he is. But anyway, I, I invited this other friend of mine who was also an Asian dude to this dude's DJ event. As you can imagine, it's like mostly Asian people. And I'll, I remember... When my other friend rolled in, he's like, oh, yeah, like, what kind of Asian are they? I'm like, I honestly don't know. I'm sorry, man. And he's like, nah, don't worry. I'll be able to tell. <laughs> but it's like... Was he Asian? Yeah, he was Asian, too. Oh, yeah. I guess they can tell, but, like, other people can't. Some guy from Switzerland, I wouldn't expect to be able to tell right away just by glancing at somebody, you know, what, what other... It'd be kind of like telling the difference between you and Faisal Alam, who comes in the show. He's Pakistani, you're Indian... That, but that's a fairly hard distinction to make unless you're somebody who's very well versed in that topic. Yeah, but again, this guy wasn't confused about where he was. He just had a slip of the tongue. Yeah. He's like Chinese. I mean Japanese. That's all yeah. that happened. But it is. Yeah. That's but, all that happened. But it is in a moment where he's, it's the, it was, it was at a moment where he was, it's a critically bad slip of the tongue because it was at a moment where he was like, <laughs> we have great respect for the chi- Japanese. Like it's, he's talking about how he respects them. <laughs> So it is the worst time where he's like trying to reassure that like we care about the Japanese people. 
So I do, I do think you are right. It is a genuine slip of the tongue that is, you know, those it was so occur. bad time. So this wasn't but like it's a, at the worst time. And also like, the Olympics as well. Like I think the phrasing. I think you're right, Brett. I, I didn't even think of that till you just said that. But also the fact that this is like one of the biggest events that happens in the world, the Olympics. This wasn't at like the fucking backyard barbecue at your buddy's place. This was like on stage in a microphone in front of the literal whole world's media. Where you're talking about respect. So I, I do understand that angle as well. You know what it, it does is that just no one's going to no one's gonna be a real person ever when they're at cameras in front. We're just going to have a fuck every time a camera's in someone's face. This is what we're teaching the kids like now. Like Every time a camera's in your face, you have to be the most vanilla, boring fucking person. Talk really, really slowly. Make sure no slip. Don't even refer to races. Just be like, I'm glad to be here. Um... This is a wonderful place. Uh, I love everything. Uh, so you good night. Yeah. And this is what we're right. turning our fucking society into. When Especially you're going to go down to the slip of the right? tongue level. Okay. And then every... And the thing is, I can see like some places reporting, but this is every story. Every headline of every story is uh, IOC person calls Chinese Japanese. That's the headline, not like slips tongue accident. And then they're all like, uh, and then it's like, yeah, he said this. And then they, then in the buried in like paragraph five, like, oh... He immediately corrected himself, and that's all that happened. And then, uh, but no, it caused outrage. And now his name, it, yeah. this guy. Oh, that's the guy that well, doesn't know between Chinese and Japanese. Oh, that guy. That's yeah, the, now I think everyone's. Actually, Senator, I, I, I want to extend upon your point because I think you're absolutely right. Is this shit like this is why we do this show? <laughs> like, because that kind of stuff. A lot of those titles are clickbaity as fuck. And they're borderline tabloidy as fuck. And it wasn't the star like we normally do. This was in the Washington Post. This was in Guard. And this is in yeah, like all the, in one, all like the, the New York Post or the fucking yeah. UK Sun or whatever the fuck right. one of those. Yeah, no, you're yeah, right. that one that always like has like eleven. The weird links at the side. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, they they give us like forty five percent of our stories. You know the, the links stars. that are like, what's <laughs> Pam? What's yeah. Pam Anderson up to yeah. now? You're like, why is that a fucking related link? But the right. thing is, that is kind of one thing you shit on on the show before, Sandy, which is the fact that that's what journalism is now. Is it's fucking trying to drum up people to get mad about shit, so they click shit, so they share shit. And I think that this is one of those things that. The outrage, yeah, this is fucking stupid outrage. Um, and also, too, it's going to go away day one of the actual Olympics when actual events are happening and there's real stuff to talk about. This is one of those ones I think has a very short shelf life, and it's fucking stupid fake outrage. I think uh, everyone knows my stance, fake outrage. <laughs> I, I do think, yeah, you know he, you know what his intent was. You know he had a slip of the tongue. It's an unfortunate one. I can see. I I think the only people who get to be a little outraged are certainly Japanese people who probably it sounds like, generally speaking, don't already want the Olympics. So when the people of the populace that you're kind of imposing the event on don't want it there, and then you mix up their country with a country that's rivals with them, <laughs> they can have some legitimate grievance. But uh, other folks like in like our in America wanting to be like. How could he? It's like, you know what his intent was. I'm going to stand up on behalf of the Japanese people because I'm one of the good white people. You know, shut, shut, you know. Well, the other thing, too, is I I'm willing to bet, and this is pure conjecture, I'm willing to bet that there's a good sect of the Japanese population that saw that uh, that press conference and was just like, <laughs> dumb fucking white guy. Mm -hmm. Like, th th they didn't even care. Yeah, the, yeah. it was like, oh. I guarantee you enough people were like, what a fucking idiot. Couldn't tell us apart. We're, uh, 
we're an island. They're on a main continent. This guy's an idiot. Like, I, I, I promise you there is a good sect of the population that thought that. But I think Sandeep's point is correct, that your brain has collected. <laughs> you said it very well. I think like a doctor, which is like, it's like the, the distance. You collect all the Asian countries that are near each other. And so it's like, oh, you were just, your brain was on the wrong synapse. And he just, right, yep. but he was like, fuck, there was a moment where he's like, fuck, Japanese. The fact no. that the fact that he corrected it right away and realized and realized like, oh, we don't need to lead into that one. I think, yeah, it's definitely we're good. Fake outrage. Um, OK, so now we get to the part of the show where we ask our guest, Brett Raybould, star of Brett Coin and Brett retires from comedy and various other sketches. Is there anything that you are currently outraged about that you want to let some steam off on? Absolutely. I am over street sweeping. I am over. OK, very much. I'm <laughs> over street sweeping. I'm. Furious with uh, well, you have New a car, York's. don't you? I do have a car. That's why, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. It'd be okay. so hilarious to be pissed about it. I don't have a car. <laughs> yeah. I got to move my bike. <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't like the noise they make the two minutes they drive down my road per week. No, it's. Uh, I, I mean, just like to see hero needles on the streets. Damn it. I want to. I'm trying like to use sand. them. I like sand in New York. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's that's what I'm outraged about. Uh, it's a obviously. You get street towed? sweeping don't no, I didn't get towed, but I've gotten several parking tickets in the mm-hmm. last like month and a half. And uh I got a red we'll just say tickets from New York Transportation Authority. I got a red light ticket. It was $278 for running a red. They had one of those red light cams get me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know how little I ran it by. Probably point two seconds. Are you gonna fight it? Are you gonna go to the court? I actually am. Uh, yeah. I know I that one I already paid, but I got a parking ticket for being not six feet from a hydrant. I literally I was. I laid down on the pavement to and I'm six foot five and to prove I was over <laughs> my height away from the hydrant. I had a woman who was walking by take a photo. I'm gonna plead not yes. guilty. I'm gonna yes. go to a court of law. I'm gonna record it. That's I'm, awesome. I I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go fuck you. I was I'm six five. I laid down. I was Farther from it, so I'm oh, gonna, I want to come. These are public. I want to come to this case. I'm gonna, oh, I'm man. gonna uh, plead not guilty. Um, but street sweeping. I mean, I don't <laughs> think it does anything because have you ever swept in your house and then not put it in a broom? You're just moving the shit around. So we need if you're good. At the, you mean like a dustpan? Yeah, you're just okay. yeah. So it's like oh yeah, dustpan. Excuse me. So oh, they don't do that. They don't collect the. No, it just sweep? is just is bristles that rub the the concrete. But what does that do? It does nothing. I assume there's a vacuum under or something. No, no. I just think there oh, is. Okay. I have no there? idea. I do not think there is. And if there is, I'm going to still believe it's a waste of uh, resources. <laughs> I believe fire hydrants are a racket. Uh, in European countries, they have water in the trucks. Uh, I think New York should institute a policy where you're allowed to park in front of a hydrant. If for whatever reason a fire breaks out outside of that uh, place, in the uh, the truck needs to break your windows for the hose, then you are liable as the person who parked there. But I don't think we should have fire hydrant tickets. Uh, you know what? I want I want to hop on that point. It's a good, I, I think that it's a good policy right now. And I don't have a car in New York because I consider a car to be fucking a liability in just luggage in this city. However, I know a lot of guys that do. And, and I've noticed one complaint I've heard that since the COVID started and restaurants have been setting up those like outdoor like sure. things, there's less parking now than there's ever been in New York. Yeah. So I think one way to combat that would be the broken windows hydrant policy. Broken, yeah, broken windows go. policy refers to a different thing. <laughs> but uh, Oh, yeah, you're right. Broken windows, I think, is, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell. Who is a charlatan? And well, it's, it's enforced all the really like stupid crimes to yeah, so that people yeah. don't 
people understand they can't their boundaries. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We need a different phrasing for that. I'm broken windows. Broken windows fire hydrant. It's very <laughs> different. No, we're because think of it would open up two spaces per block. Multiply that by however many blocks there are in New York. I don't know, thousands. Um, and uh, you're just like it's it's like you you incur the risk, but you should be allowed to park in front of them. Is that not a reasonable thing? My my only wondering is is, is it going to take extra time then to like to I mean I don't understand why they can't just thread the hose around the car is that exactly hoses but I think if it if it does then you don't want something that's going to take extra time when you're trying to start a fire or could you just go Remember? under the car but I, I would argue yeah, yeah. all right let's argue let's argue in time human time imagine how much human time is wasted looking for parking spots right. Versus, let's say we have a couple people die in a fire. How much human time? <laughs> For real, though. Like, let's I'm look at. To help you. You're not... No, 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 no. But let's look at how much human time is lost. Okay. I don't care if that fucking how baby many... and the mother died. I spent four extra minutes looking for parking last Tuesday. These motherfuckers need to do something. Damn. But no, 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 no. But actually, <laughs> like, look at it. Like, have fun looking at it as like I'm being half facetious, but I'm being half sincere as far as how many deaths are there from fires in New York a year. How much time do we think people waste looking for parking? I might argue with like a, you know, a deliberately half trolley sense of uh, numbers that more human life is lost looking for spots than is lost in fire. <laughs> yeah, how many, car, based off no how many research. car accidents are caused by keeping that car on the road for an extra 10 minutes looking for parking? That also, that's actually a legit that, question. That also, and that's also probably impossible to compute. But, like, yeah. I don't think it's a wholly bad argument. Of course, yeah. no politician could get up and go, I mean, how many deaths are there really? <laughs> like, you can't really get that, that through because be it's incredibly funny. callous. Well, one thing New York City doesn't do well compared to almost every other city I've ever been to, and this is something that I understand it's a money thing, so it would be hard to do, implement in New York, but New York City sucks at uh, parking garages and parking structures for cars. It, like, there really aren't many. And if you can find one, it's like an absurd amount of money per day. Oh, oh it's like, land right. in New York is an absurd yeah. amount of money. And so yeah. be, because of that, like, I don't know if there's a way to do, like, subsidized parking garages. I don't, I don't again, I'm not a politician or anybody who pays that much attention to this because I don't have a car and don't care. But, yeah, I, I feel your, your strife there. Yeah, well, wouldn't you care parking. if you don't have a car and it's subsidized? You're paying for people with cars. I Dude, think that's New York the, City already rapes us in taxes so hard that I wouldn't even notice if we're being perfectly fucking honest. Right. <laughs> New York I mean, yeah, sent me a letter uh, this week that was like, hey, turns out you owe us 600 more dollars in, in taxes. They do that shit too. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, do I? I mean, I'm <laughs> going to have to pay it because I'm obviously, but it's just like, from what math? Show your, you know what? Teachers showed me their work. Show me your work. Show me your work. How do I owe you six hundred more dollars, New York? I just think they're like, ah, let's just take six hundred more dollars. I like guy. that outrage though. Lack of parking. It's a, um, it's a. Admittedly, overall. is it petty? A little, but it's also. That's the point sometimes. Brett right? Raybould here taking a strong stance on fuck street sweepers, apparently. Fuck that, street that, sweepers. A more, I, and outrage. people who die in fires. They're not. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I need to get to where I'm going. <laughs> you and your baby's life. No, no, right no, but in court. Europe, they have the water in the truck. This is more about parking. It's brought into parking. Street yeah. supers are included. That yeah. That's like 1A, 1B. is. It does seem like it's very easy to get around this 
be able to use the hydrant if just because there's a car parked in front of it. It, it seems weird. I, mean, I, was, I don't get it, I, but I, I don't know. But it's, re- it. it's revenue generation is what it is. It's revenue generation for the city. Uh, Why? Because they don't get tickets. money. Just it's tickets. tickets. If tickets. people park oh, too tickets. close to a hydrant, yeah. it's tickets. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Anyway, and, um, we're going to go right. find some more revenue right now. That's a great place to end in a very specific outrage. I respect the hell out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, We're going to go park in front of a hydrant right now. That's yeah. what We're going to take a fucking brave stand. <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, and thank you for telling your friends if you have. Uh, and if you, you know, haven't yet, you know, maybe take a second. You know, annoy when your friends send a text. Or, better yet, give us a five-star review right there on the iTunes. That does help us out. Email us at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. I am Phil Causey with two L's on that there IG slash Twitter that I barely ever use. Sandeep Sen is Sandeep like the water, deep like water. Sandeep Sen comic is where you'd find him. And you can find Brett Rabel online at... Uh, at Brett Rabel with one T. Go to brettrabel.com, R-A-Y-B-O-U-L-D. Uh, go watch my hour special or buy my cryptocurrency. That or both. I think could go gangbusters, but of course I'm going to say that. That's right. But before we go, as always, Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Thank you, idiots. I mean wonderful people for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs>